to Pretty Certain Podcasters, the podcast where we talk about roller coaster history. I'm your host, Haley. And I'm Max. And today, we're taking a journey into imagination. Now we're also talking about journey into the imagination ride. Okay, so let's go back to 1982, where on October 1st, Epcot opened. With the Epcot opening, there were two sections, World Showcase and Future World. We're going to be focusing more on Future World, which had four pavilions, land, sea, energy, and imagination, which doesn't really fit in. The four key parts of the future. Land, sea, imagination, why not? <laughs> oh, I forgot energy too, but it's fine. So in the imagination pavilion, there's only one simple thing, a movie called Magic Journeys, which probably wasn't actually a movie. It was like 16 minutes long, more like a short film. So that was the only thing housed in there. And then a couple months later, Disney's like, oh, shoot, we need another ride. So on March 5th, 1983, Journey to Imagination opened. It was also sponsored by Kodak. How big was the pavilion? Um, I think the pavilion was literally only just, like, have you ever seen the ride house for Journey to Imagination? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what the pavilion was. Wow. That was just it. To be fair, though, the other pavilions weren't as big. Like, still aren't big today. Mm. So there are two main characters, Dreamfinder and Figment. Dreamfinder, as described by Tony Baxter, who made the whole ride possible, he's, like, a well-known Disney Imagineer. Because have you ever heard of his name? Because pretty much any re- ride I've ever researched, his name's in there somewhere. I haven't done much uh, researching of rides, but I've probably heard it in a YouTube video before. Yeah, it would make sense. He's really big. Yeah, he describes Dreamfinder as like he has like a Santa-like personality. And since like I took like a weeks looking into this ride, and I've listened to like all the audio and stuff, I could see that. And then Figment, which we'll get back to his personality, what's like right now. But his personality in this variation, he had more of like attention of a five-year-old. If you've ever had a five-year-old cousin. Yeah. 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 Just imagine that. He's also pretty impish. But in like a lyric from the song that overplayed, which was, I can't find it. No, I am not singing it. We are not going to curse everyone. Um, But the song, One Little Spark by the Sherman Brothers, that kind of overplayed the whole ride. He was described as like a lovable fellow. So we'll see what happens to him soon. But not now. We'll see what happens. So. Let's get into the ride, which is actually pretty short, but so take yourself to the ride. In my imagination? Yeah. So you go into the ride and you just kind of go through and you see, oh, this big, this big, uh, this big ship. It's kind of big, but it's big, but thin. Like a pirate boat or like a spaceship? Kind of like a pirate boat. I think the ends have like Viking wars on them. Okay, but you have that, and then you get closer, and you see Dreamfinder. Man, it was like an orange beard and orange hair and, and like glasses. So, so he's just like a guy? Yeah, he's a guy. So yeah, you just kind of see him riding this thing. It's called the Dreammobile, and then boom, Figment appears. It's Figment of Imagination, get it? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so he appears. And then Figment just 
starts spelling out ideas as you do, and then fills up the dream mobile so they have to go to the dream port to empty all their ideas out. So there's like a whole dream economy to go to the dream trading post? Well, I don't think there's any other characters in the ride. <laughs> it's only them two, so I think Apocalypse? Ooh. Except it's not like a bad apocalypse because it's literally like... The world is gone. You and I imagine everything. <gasps> He's been cursed with radioactivity. He's been stuck in his mind. <laughs> He's cursed with radioactivity, and it makes his uh, imagination come to life. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. We'll find out. So then we go through four sections. We go through arts, which kind of shows off art, like sculptures and stuff. Pretty neat. We have literature, which has, like, a bunch of, like, older literature, like, for example, it's more of a scary portion of the ride, in quotation marks, because I don't know how scary it truly is, but, because I've never been on it, thanks, Disney. <laughs> thanks, Disney. <laughs> it's, like, a bit more terrifying, because, like, they do talk about the uh, raven from Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, mm. so, if that sets the mood, <laughs> then there's uh, performing arts. That happens. I don't really have much to add on that. And then the one that doesn't really fit in, science. That one doesn't seem like it has a lot of imagination. Yeah, it's kind of, that seems more like this happens. I mean, maybe for inventions. Makes a little imagination. All of, all of science is just you're either right or you're wrong. There's no... <laughs> There's no in between. Yeah. Unless there is, but then that gets complicated and we don't want to talk about that. You get off the ride... And uh, you go to Imageworks, which, um, have you ever been, do you remember ever going in, like, the newer Imageworks? Probably. Yeah, well, no, this one was upstairs. There oh. was a second floor. So, basically, the ones were, like, the some of the stuff you could do there was bubble music. <laughs> that sounds like something from the uh, Magic House. Uh, Figment's coloring book, which, no, it was not a table with small coloring books on it. It was bigger, and it had screens. I'm just imagining big sheets of paper With on the table <laughs> and then just like a bunch of crayons uh, lit up for five-year-olds. Kids just stabbing. <laughs> stabbing oh, my Figment. gosh. <laughs> okay, let's not get too dark. <laughs> let's not go into the bad side of imagination. And then there was the one, the only rainbow maze, or as a lot of people call it, rainbow corridor. So, yeah, uh, do you want to guess what celebrity took a picture? Under it? Uh, the Reading Rainbow guy. <laughs> this was actually was Reading Rainbow in the 80s. I'm, whatever. It might have been. It might have been. Um, no, it was Michael Jackson. <gasps> I I, yeah, he, he took a picture under there. I'm trying to think if there's anything rainbow related to Michael Jackson, but I can't think of anything. Well, there's a reason he was there. We'll get into like a minute. Reading Rainbow was uh, made in 1983, so... so wait, what day? It does not say. That's depressing. That would have been funny if they both were created on the same time. <laughs> like, on the same day. That would be great. Simultaneous rainbow action. Ah, yes. So, yeah, a lot of people said it was, like, an instant classic. Which makes sense, kind of, because, like, it was more broad without time. And, like, older stuff in it. Like I said, the raven was in there. Mm. Um, but all good things must come into an end. 
the Millennium Celebration was coming closer, and Disney's like, <laughs> we need a new ride. We need to keep things fresh. Yep. They said it was outdated, Y2K which doesn't make sense. On the rise. I mean, maybe some of the technology, yes, but... Oh, yeah. It wasn't, like, outdated. Like, this material of it was not outdated. Prepare for a post-apocalyptic so, apocalyptic 2020. <laughs> not 2020, 2000. <laughs> Stop predicting the future, Max. We're in the oh, 80s. You're right. Darn, what have I done? <laughs> I've said too much. So, it closed on October 10th of 98. And Disney, nor Kodak, had enough funds... To give it, like, a big overhaul, like, give it a good overhaul is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, we get to journey into your imagination. They hijack your mind. <laughs> so, you know how I said we're in 1998? Yes. Well, scrap that. We're in 1994 now. What? <laughs> we've we've invented time travel with our imagination. That's what they use the funds for. Time travel. But, uh, so, they opened... Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which beforehand, which going back to the whole Michael Jackson thing, was Captain EO, which starred Michael Jackson. So that's why it made sense he took a picture under it. So this is while it's still open. And then one of the characters, Dr. Nigel Channing. Ugh. Uh? Ugh. So apparently he was the founder of the Imagination Institute, which is... That it's completely <coughs> false. He definitely was not. And he was the co-star of it. Or as I like to say, Hista. Honey, I shrunk the audience. So on October 1st, 1999, came out Journey into Your Imagination. Oh boy. Y- you ready for this? Sure. Okay. Well, so they completely scrapped Dreamfinder and Figment. So they're well for the most part, but they're pretty much gone. Bye. That's Bye-bye. what happened. Um. So instead <coughs> of starting out the ride seeing a ship, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> Did Nigel Channing kill you? Yes. Oh God. Okay. So you get scanned through the imagination scanner, and this is what they say: that imagination, your imagination is complete trash. Wow. Yeah, just insult the audience right away. It's like there's a little kid who's like, I have all these great ideas. Your imagination is trash. Set the tone for the rest of the ride. Yeah. This is sad. So you go through like five rooms. The sound room, it was quiet. But then, scary train noise. Woo. This this doesn't sound very fun (laughs) for anyone. And then you you go through an illusions ride, which some of the illusions were actually pretty okay. There's like one illusion I'll talk about later that was pretty okay. Uh, but that's it. It's just illusions. <laughs> Trick your mind. And then color of sound, which is basically what it sounds like. Sounds playing with the colors, which is, I cannot imagine that. This sounds like a hypnotizing scheme to conquer the world. It probably was. It it's Disney. Fair enough. Um, making connections, which constel- constellations, which that's where we find our first figment reference. He's a constellation now. Reduced to atoms and stardust. <laughs> yep. Pretty, well, 
more like balls of fire. He's made up of multiple balls of fire. Stars. <laughs> and then finally, gravity room. Where up is down. You walk in and it's just a normal room. <laughs> Welcome to gravity, kids. Nope. Nope. It, so you see this room? Pretend this room is up there. That's pretty much what it was, except you didn't actually go up there. You were still on the ground. For uh, audio listeners, uh, imagine, look at the ground that you're currently forced to be, to on. be on. And look at your ceiling and imagine that, but in reverse. Pretty much. So at the finale, the big finale, you have a great, you have a great imagination. Explosions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you can like hear a little audio clips like Figme going like, "Wow, you have a great imagination. I'm part of your imagination now." It's like, oh, no. no, they're putting parasites in your mind. <laughs> so my favorite thing about this is the irony. This is this is not very imaginative. In fact, they appear to just be forcing imagination into your mind, um, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like I said earlier, the old was pretty much timeless. That could literally, I don't think that could really age. It's just a fun time. Yeah. So, what was the consensus? Everyone hated it. <laughs> it was so bad. Everyone was like, whenever the first one closed, it's just like. Oh, why is it closed? Like, and everyone's like, oh my god, this is literally the worst. Get, go away. <laughs> so Eisner, who thought like the ride, who's like, he's made very poor decisions at Disney. We'll probably talk about this more in other podcasts. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure half the ones that have closed will be talking about were because of Eisner. <laughs> oh, wow. So even he thought the ride was abysmal after it opened. So that's just like, oh. Also, I forgot to mention... Uh, the ride track was actually cut in half because they cut because you know bad funds. Wow. Yep, <laughs> they not have good funds. So, anyways, quiz time. Oh no. So, in the ranking of the closest, like the fastest Disney closed rides, what do you think Journey to um, Your Imagination closed at? I'll give you a hint. It's in like the top ten. Okay. I'm going to say number three. So close. Darn. It's number four. No. Well, so, good? No, it's not. It should have closed immediately. This should have yeah. never been an idea. But yeah, it uh, closed on October 8th, 2001. And how um, close was that to its opening? That was, a, this was like, it's about over two years. It lasted for about oh. over two years. And how how long did the uh, least open ride stay open? I don't remember. It was like Phantom Boats. It's it's actually in the description <laughs> of a source if you want to look more into it, but I know it's Phantom Boats, which you've you probably never heard That of. doesn't exist. No, I don't, they weren't. It's odd. I don't know why they call it Phantom Boats, but anyways, we get to the third incarnation, Journey into Imagination with Figment because they want you to know. They have Figment now. He's back. So basically, they just kind of overhauled the ride. Did they? They? I don't think they added track into it, but they kind of rethemed it pretty much. Mm. And like I said, Figment was like a huge role in this ride. So, you want to go through a dramatic reading of what happens at the beginning of the ride? Don't be Figment or Doctor Nigel Channing, who, by the way, is still there. Uh, I'll be 
Dr. Nigel. Okay, cool. So Figment's just like, can I go with you? No. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's, uh, no. Silence. Yep. Get out of my mind. <laughs> uh, pretty much, you go through, like, the five senses. Like, sound, it's pretty much the same as the last, but figment causes it. Well, that's fun. Uh, I, it's basically just, an, sight is basically just an eye test, but figment, of course, ruins it, because it's figment now, apparently. The mischievous little dragon guy. <laughs> and I'll go back to that illusion now. So there's one with a butterfly in the cage, where, like, you look at it one way, like, you're going through the ride, you see it, and then the other way, you don't see it anymore. It disappears. Oh, magic. I know what the, the actual illusion is, though, if you want to know. Don't spoil the surprise. Okay. Keep I'm, the magic alive. Okay, we'll keep the magic alive, but if you want to look it up, you can, because Max doesn't want his imagination ruined. I keep it fresh in my mind. Uh, smell was basically just like a canister that had smells in it, but figment ruins it by being a skunk. Wow. Fun fact, it's actually burnt coffee beans instead of an actual, you know, skunk. Is that really what burnt coffee beans smell like? Apparently. <laughs> wow. And then they end the open house because it would be odd to do taste and touch in a ride, <laughs> especially taste. Lick the ride. <laughs> taste the magic. Taste figments uh, bean boozle set. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not too bad of an idea. <laughs> no, that is a horrible idea. He poisons all of them. So, you go through Figment's house, which is basically up is down, electric boogaloo. <laughs> the sequel everyone wanted after the first ride shut down instantly. Yep. So, and then, Nigel Tanning, you want to take over again? You want to read that? Um... If you can't beat them, join them. Boom, explosions. <laughs> yeah, and then many figments appear, and then the infamous Nigel Channing moon face. Do you want to see it? I want to see this. Okay. Uh, there it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do you feel? I sure hope that's not what the real moon holds. Uh, yeah, so, and One Little Spark is now back. It plays through the whole ride. Okay. So, you may be wondering now, where's Dreamfinder? Is he still dead on his dreamboat? <laughs> well, there's actually a reference to him in the ride. Where it, instead of Dreamfinder on the door, it says Dean Finder. <laughs> <laughs> and in different, in the side part, you see a gravestone, and it says Dreamfinder on a boat. Okay. You cannot look at that. So... Then you get the Dreammobile. Where'd it go? It went to a store called Mouse Gears. But then it got then Mouse Gears got removed in 2020. And to my knowledge, because I looked at someone going to the store, uh, it's not there anymore. It's not in the new store. So Disney either did one of two things. They either like um, sold it off to like a private collector, or they might be repurposing it. Mm. Ride. <laughs> um, and then there, it's down here. Um, there's a comic book they added. It's made by Marvel, which basically just kind of gives Dreamfinder a backstory. He, he just kind of has a backstory now. He's an inventor. 
That looks awfully dramatic. It is very dramatic. And then, um, then apparently he has a great-great-grandniece in the second one. What's that funny red thing? Funny red thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the whole world knows, so... Kind of looks like Stitch. It looks like Appa. Anyways, the final reference to Dreamfinder, the most recent one, is in the restaurant called Skipper's Canteen, which is near, I think it's near uh, Jungle Cruise, obviously. Mm, that makes sense. There's actually a line of him going like, My good sir, where can I park my Dreamfinder? I mean, my Dreammobile. <laughs> <laughs> where can I park myself? <laughs> On a chair, perhaps? Okay, so I said there was a surprise. This is, like, the newest part. Uh-oh. It actually came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh. So, there's a whole presentation for it. Okay. Hang on. I need to reset it. <laughs> All right. The figment popcorn bucket. A tale of love, loss, and misfortune. Yes, I spent, like, my whole night doing this. This looks like the opening thing to a movie. <laughs> oh, trust me. It plays out like that. So, we have this little guy. You see? So, want to take a gander of how long people waited for him? Is it? Take a guess. Ten years. Twenty years. Like an actual guess. Just like you're standing in line for it. Oh, you're standing. Okay. Yeah, you're just um, standing in line for it. I'm gonna guess that the line for this is three hours. Ha! It got up to seven hours. That is miserable. Imagine spending your whole day in <laughs> Disney World waiting for a popcorn bucket. <laughs> yeah, and it was like even longer than the Rise of the Resistance line. Yeah, that was like four and a half hours. Yeah, I've never heard of anything being seven hours. <laughs> I either. Long. What the heck? Like he's cute and all, but I would definitely not wait seven hours for that. That is a whole school day standing so, in line. Like, like you know how a lot of people wait for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, was it made out of very cheap plastic? A lot of people want just was buying it just to sell it to other people. So time to play another guessing game. How much do you think the average was for all the listings on eBay? Seven hours in line, probably a $15 or 20 price tag. I'm going to guess 12,000 dollars. No. About 200. Okay, I wildly overestimated that. Yep. Um, but was your guess for, like, how much it originally costed, like, 20? Yeah. Originally 25. So this thing... 25 bucks selling for, like, about 200, which I think one of the prices got up to 1,500 for one of them. <laughs> so, oh boy. Anyways, I was, I was second guessing game. What? So this <laughs> went on eBay. Someone originally sold it for, like, one dollar. I think just for fun. Just to show how awful it's being. 
So it's like basically, I'll describe it, it's like a bad sketch of the actual popcorn bucket. So want to guess was, how was much sketch, it got up to? Was the sketch made by? It was made by someone, but they sold it for like a dollar. Want to hear, what do you think the baits got up to? So is this ongoing? Because it says 2022. Oh, no, it, it, it's not ongoing anymore. Oh. $500. Want to say so the number my, for our audience? My guesses have basically been reversed. This is currently going for $10,100 for a, dare I say, pretty bad sketch of a popcorn bucket. Okay, but there's actually some good into this. They're giving all the money they're uh, making from this to charity. So Never mind, this is good now. It is going good. I don't know if anyone actually paid for it. I don't think it's ongoing anymore. I think someone paid it for it, but I couldn't really find a good source on that. Mm. So it might still be ongoing, but I don't think it is. But anyways, there's one tweet to enca- encapsulate this all. At, at DreamFinderGuy on Twitter, his reign has only just begun with the popcorn bucket in front of a mm. ominously illuminated Epcot ball. Oh. does this mean his reign has only begun max so hopefully there might actually be a good source for the ride maybe like a new future that's what we can hope unless disney's just stupid (laughs) so a billion dollar company would never be stupid they got too much money for that but you have any more thoughts like any final thoughts even though it's for charity, that is so much money <laughs> for a sketch. I know. Well, it was like other bidders probably doing it as a joke. I don't I, know if it's a joke anymore. I. No one knows where the joke begins and where the joke ends. Actually, I do know where the joke begins. Hold on. But we don't know where it ends. <laughs> well, that's all for this episode. Tune in for our next episode, where we'll be covering Pirates of the Caribbean with all its rumors. I'm so glad we're covering this ride. Oh, boy, do I got a story. And this is why you should tune in. Well, thank you for listening, and have an amazing day. Bye-bye.